0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Mindful Manager podcast. My name is Art Burns and I'm here as your your host. I'm really really excited to be here with you. Um I enjoy coming in here every day uh doing these podcasts and and really giving out as much value as I can. Uh and I really am just overjoyed that there's people receiving it. And so uh at the end of each of these episodes I give my email and my website and I encourage you I really really Honestly and earnestly encourage you to reach out. Uh, tell me what you like about it. Tell me what you don't like about it. Uh, ask any questions you have. Share any stories. Really, I I love to to interact with people on this level. So uh, so if you feel like reaching out, please do so. Uh, it really I I really would love to connect to people. Um, so anyway, uh, today I want to talk about uh, really uh, sort of a. Uh, the next step from what we were talking about yesterday. Uh, so yesterday, you know, we talked about uh, uh, the automatic habitual thoughts that we have every day, right? And out of the sixty to seventy thousand thoughts that we have today, uh, roughly ninety five percent of those are automatic. Now that means that fifty seven thousand to sixty six thousand five hundred thoughts per day uh, are happening without our control, or even really with outside of our knowledge. You know, they they're just they're happening just. With Without our even realizing that they're happening and um, and I talked about how this is pretty uh, actually necessary right because uh, on a certain level anyway because if we were to examine and contemplate all 60,000 of the thoughts that we have every day uh, we would first of all, first of all have very little time to do anything else um, though it wouldn't matter because we would be at the brink of insanity from the effort of trying to really you know actively think about You know, sixty to seventy thousand thoughts every day. You know, Um, so uh, so the thoughts, you know, the thoughts are created by the mind and processed by the brain. Okay, Uh, which is kind of a a tricky thing that I'll I'll go into in another uh, another episode. This is definitely a big subject that that a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people feel like you know the mind and the brain are almost like two two terms for the same thing, but they really are not. Um, You know, just to give you a little uh, intro. you know, the, the mind has a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a process, right? It's, it's a way of, of processing what you're experiencing, you know, based on your own, you know, experiences from before your emotions, uh, all kinds of stuff. But again, I don't want to get too deeply into that. It's not the subject for today, but I have it on the list. It's coming like, you know, sometime next week, I promise you, uh, if not by the end of this week, I have to check my schedule, but, uh, but anyway, so, so the, um, the, the thoughts are, uh, created by the mind and processed by the brain. Okay. And, and these thoughts are neither good nor bad. Right. And, and it's really helpful, uh, to get into the habit of non-judging, uh, even our thoughts, right. Because, or, or I should even say, especially our thoughts, because this is where, um, Where we start getting into like Kind of some sticky stuff here And then, you know, again I'm going to get into that at the end of this I'm going to give you some great uh, ideas On how to, you know, overcome Senses of judgment and and criticism Uh, But this is something that's going to be A recurring theme throughout these episodes. So, um, so anyway, so, so you could, you could talk about, uh, thoughts and emotions as being negative as opposed to positive, right? Like you are going to be happy or you're going to be sad, right? those are on the very, very basic level. Um, you know, but that doesn't mean Good or bad, right? Like sometimes it's really helpful to be sad, right? Sometimes being sad is exactly what you need to do at that given time, at that given place, you know. Uh, you know, and, and the and the problem with judging that as a you know as a good or bad thing is that you you know say say you're judging yourself as saying or say that you're judging your your sadness as something bad, right? Like like I don't want to be sad because it's a bad to be sad, right? Bad to be sad. That sounds like a, a song or something, but um, but anyway, if if you're judging your your thoughts or your feelings as good or bad so so if you if you're going to say that it's bad to be sad then um then you're not going to allow yourself to be sad right and therefore you know every time something happens that that would legitimately cause a sadness of emotion in your body uh and in your mind you know which which is something that you need to process right you're going to not allow yourself to process that, and you're going to actually uh, you know make yourself avoid those emotions and avoid those thoughts, and that's not a healthy thing um, so so that's why it's not bad to be sad <laughs> it's it's okay to be sad it's negative. Right? It's a negative thought to be unhappy or to be sad or to be, you know, in grief or, or, or in despair or many other names that we can come up with it, you know. Um, but it's not bad and it's not good right and similarly to happiness like if if you only you know if you consider you know many people in the world consider happiness to be bad right like like there's certain religions and cultures in the world that that diminish the the idea of happiness so think about that right like how how would you you know how can you live with knowing that that being happy is a bad thing right and and then just blocking yourself from happiness you know that just what these things do is they they create an unnatural state in your body which then leads to the stress response right because if something's you know supposed to be happening and you're blocking it from happening then then therefore every time it does happen you're gonna initiate that stress response that we talked about last week anyway I think I'm digressing here on a couple of things here but um, but let's you you know and we'll, we'll go into this in another episode too this is definitely a worthwhile uh, thing to, to talk about um, uh, you know but but essentially uh, you know again there's let's just accept that there's no such thing as a bad or a good emotion or thought, but there are negative and positive. Uh, thoughts and emotions okay uh, but really it's it 's a matter of how we believe them or how we see them right which which again has a lot to do with the judgment or lack thereof uh because if you're you know if you see things through the prism of judgment, then you are you know you are likely to change that sort of perception and 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 your belief of that right like like your your belief changes based on that on that prismic, uh, perception of, of what's going on. And again, that makes it not really, uh, you know, like a a truthful and honest thing for yourself. And, and therefore you're, you're kind of skewing everything and and that's just going to lead to more problems. So, so let's just suffice to say that this is the case and you'll, and you'll understand it more when I get into this deeply in a, in another episode. Um, but, um, but the thing is that, that on any of these, right, no matter how we want to define and, and parse these, these definitions and, and uh, perceptions, you know, the, the fact is that our brain, our physical brain has a tendency to eavesdrop on our thoughts, right, which again come from the mind, right? And, and again, that's a topic for another time. So, so but, but when we allow our thoughts to become critical or judging, right, especially thoughts of ourselves, right, our conscious, our subconscious, pardon me, automatic brain picks up on these, on these, you know, judgments and criticisms and creates this boundary of fear that a that it tries not to allow us to cross, you know, again, to say that, that, uh, you know, to judge every time you get sad as something that's a a bad thing, like, like, you know, like it's, it's wrong, right? To do that, then, then every time you get sad, you're, you're, you know, every time you think about a thought of being sad, uh, your, your brain, your, your, automatic brain is literally going to draw a line in the sand and try to keep you from crossing it, and it does that through fear, okay, because your brain is a scaredy cat, right, it only wants to keep you alive, and it's a frightened about anything that might, uh, you know, ca- uh, cause a, a threat, you know, pose a threat to, to that safety, So, so it's going to scare the the devil out of you to try not to, to not allow you to do whatever it is that you yourself are judging as being bad. Okay. So this gets like a, you know, a real, uh, tangle of the mind, if you will. Um, and again, we're going to go into this in much more detail. And so, um, so so f- trust me that that you will understand this a little bit better um but but it's it's true that your that your your brain is going to ultimately um you know create this sort of boundary, uh, based on your own judgments. And, and it's going to translate that as the emotion of fear. Okay. Uh, uh, or a threat or something like that. Okay. So, but, but here's the thing, you know, your brain doesn't actually eavesdrop on the, on the, the, uh, you know, on the thoughts in the sense of, of hearing your automatic negative thoughts, right? Your, your brain can only receive signals from your body, that are the physical expression of these thoughts, okay, so, so your emotions, right, are expressed as physical feelings, and that is what your brain is, is eavesdropping on, okay, because, you know, your brain doesn't have ears and eyes and a nose and, and touch, it. it just sits there in the dark of your skull, you know, and it, it, only, it only knows what you tell it, Okay. And it knows what you tell it through your senses and then through your, your thoughts and emotions. All right. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. So, um, so ultimately then, uh, these physical feelings that you have become the motivators of your thoughts and and really they become the motivators of everything that you do. Right. And that's why it's really important to get in touch with these and understand them because you know, your, your physical, uh, feelings are, you know, at the risk of repeating myself are what motivates you. Okay. So, so you feel a feeling of hunger. It's time to eat. You feel a feeling of arousal sexually. It's, it's time to, to reach out and try to talk to that person who you're attracted to. Uh, you know, you feel a sense of, um, you know, excitement when you see a brand new fancy sports car that motivates you to, to make decisions that, that are going to earn you more money to get that happiness in that car that you see. Right, so that's how our physical feelings are what motivate us, right? Now, some of that is based on very, you know, basic, um, you know, human needs like like eating and drinking and stuff like that. But but again, it's it, those things too can be really connected to your feelings as opposed to just some sort of, you know, uh, idea uh, or thought of eating, right? Like it's not that you, you think about eating before your stomach growls, right? You, your stomach growls and then you think about eating, okay? So, so if you can grasp that concept, that's really key to what we're going to talk about right here right now um you know because what happens is that this becomes a loop in us, right, and this loop in if it is in the positive, it can lift us up to fulfill our potential. Uh, but if it's if it's a loop in the negative, which as we discussed yesterday is uh, more likely due to the negativity bias, then it is it can drag us down into the despair of funk and depression and and feeling like we just can't do things. Okay, and so that's why this stuff is really really important, and and that's why I'm talking about it to you today. So basically, it all works like this, okay? So your mind creates a thought, right, that your brain processes, okay? When your brain processes this thought, it, you know, through, through a very complicated uh, process of, of uh, secretion of, of, uh, of neurotransmitters that, that ride the, the energy wave of your brain that goes like 40 times a second or something like that, uh, back and forth, it finds other thoughts that are similar to what the thought is that you had, okay, and once it does this, um, it, this gives rise to an emotion, okay, once it connects to, you know, you have a thought, or, or, and that could be an experience as well, you know, that generates a thought, it gets complicated, I apologize, but, but you have this thought, and then that thought goes through your brain and finds another thought that's similar to it, okay? Once those two thoughts kind of find each other, they create an emotion, right? Because that, that other thought that's from your past is something that you see as either happy, sad, uh, you know, um, generous, uh, greedy, whatever it is, right? And, and, you know, and and this can be, a, you know, there's, there's hun- over hundreds, I think, of, of different emotions that people have labeled. I don't really get into that whole uh, category categorizing thing, but, but there's many of them. Right. And so, so now when, when your thought finds another thought in your brain's memory, uh, it connects to it and forms an emotion right now, as soon as that happens, you know, um, you know, the, 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 as soon as the brain affects, you know, affects an emotion, right. Um, you know, the, you know, which is again, those two thoughts combining to each other, that emotion creates a feeling in your body. Okay, now here's where it gets really tricky. You know, every feeling we have in our body sends a signal back to our brain. Okay, and so most of the feelings, right? Most of these feelings that I'm talking about for most people are part of those 95% of automatic thoughts in the brain, right? Like you don't notice them unless they're, unless they're very severe, like an extreme pain or, or an extremely euphoric feeling somewhere in your body. That's what you notice. But, but generally speaking, most people just go through, you know, like, like, unless they're significant, like a pain of hunger, but, but you don't necessarily notice like a, a little, you know, butterflies in your stomach, you know, when you're doing something that's that's making you nervous right a lot of people just kind of don't realize that's going on and that's part of what we talk about as the uh as the awareness of our body being so important but let me not get ahead of myself so um so so but but the thing is that the area of the brain responsible for automatic thoughts right the limbic area right always notices all these pains right? Always, especially the amygdala. If you remember, the amygdala is that, that part of that little node in your brain. It's, it's, it's about the size and shape of an almond and it's, uh, and it's responsible for everything you are afraid of. (laughs) Okay. It is absolutely the fear center of your brain. It is like a sentry, like it's like putting the most nervous person, you know, in charge of watching your house at night and, and, and every, you know, little chirp of a cricket and every little Snap of a twig, that sentry is going to be banging on the door, saying, "I think something might be wrong." You know, that's how your amygdala kind of works. Unless it, you know, if it's done, if it goes without, uh, without the temperament that mindfulness practice is going to help us to uh, to achieve. Which again, we'll get into that in more detail. But but uh, but assume that that the thing is that all of these. So let me get, let me start from the scratch. I'm sorry, I got a little diverted here. So uh, a little digression. So so you have this thought. The thought f- finds another thought in your brain that's similar. And that creates an emotion. The emotion then creates a feeling in your body. The feeling in your body then sends a a signal up to your brain. and, And then that creates another thought okay, um now, the thing is that your brain now I talk about all these different emotions right like there's hundreds of them right but but to your brain um you, you, your physical brain is specifically the the amygdala and the uh and the uh limbic area of your brain, breaks all those subcategories down to two possibilities, okay is it safe or is it dangerous okay does it pro- does it pose a reward, or does it pose a threat okay and that really is all <laughs> your your brain cares about, okay specifically your your uh, your amygdala and if it is deemed by the amygdala to be safe. And then that, that is that it's familiar and that we've lived through something like this before, which means that it's not necessarily good for us or healthy. Um, the amygdala then sends a signal to the, to the, the upper brain and the brain, you know, secretes some, some feel good hormones, some oxytocin or some, uh, some, uh, uh what is the names of, I'm, I'm, i really, I get these all confused, but dopamine, I'm sorry, <laughs> dopamine and oxytocin, those are the chemicals in the brain that make you feel good. And, and now I'm going to cover this also in, in a more deeper, uh, level, this idea that, um, that even a, uh, uh, unhealthy or, 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 dangerous, uh, you know, thought or feeling, uh, can actually be seen as your brain as something that's safe. Okay. And that's, you know, so like the basic, you know, the basic example is would be cigarette smoking, right? You know, in your head that that it's, it's scary and it's, it's dangerous to smoke cigarettes. Right. But yet every time you smoke a cigarette, there's a chemical thing that happens in your brain that tells you, tells everybody that it feels good. So we should keep doing this. And that's why it's so hard to quit. Okay. But again, I'm going to get more deeply into that in another episode, but, but we're talking about this loop. Okay. So, so once you've done this, right, once, once you've, you've had this thought the thought has created an emotion, and then the emotion has created a feeling in your in your uh, in your body, which is either positive or negative right then that feeling sends another a signal up to your brain, which then creates another thought that is similar to the one that is, that matches that feeling in your body. Okay. Um, so, so this is why we often find ourselves, you know, doing things like obsessing or, or sort of tumbling down the rabbit hole of a certain train of thought. Right. So, so for instance, um, you know, you get an email or, or an envelope in the mail that that's an unexpected bill that's due. Right. Um, now on, you know, that's, that's an experience that leads to a thought, right? Like you, 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 you know, you, you, Perceive this this bill in front of you, you read the information, this translates into thoughts in the brain, right Then that thought finds another thought uh, another thought, and becomes an emotion right so so for for someone who now, if you have plenty of money in the bank, this is not a big deal, but for someone who might be struggling financially right then then when they see this bill come up th- that thought finds another thought about the scarcity of money and then, and, and then that creates an emotion of of fear of regret of of you know anger of of you know uh disappointment any of these right and then those create a certain feeling in your body right then then that feeling then comes back up to your brain and and perpetuates the next thing so you might think of you know like like let's say you know you first see this bill next thing you think of is is your bank account right or and then you might think about your job and how unhappy your job you are then you might think about the money that you wasted last weekend or or how school tuition or mortgage payment are due or or any of this stuff right but this is how these sort of you know train of thoughts start to happen it's a loop okay um and so so then each one of these thoughts, you know, creates an emotion and in turn a feeling in your body, right? Which sends the signal back to our brain where a similar thought will arrive, creating this loop that keeps us down in the dumps. And, and that's, how, that's how people um, wind up being like, you know, depressed about things and, and just, you know, sort of, you know, stuck in that thing, right? It's, it, you feel stuck because you're, you're inside this loop and you can't stop it without awareness, right? Now, now the same thing happens when we're experiencing very positive thoughts and emotions, right? So, so, but like I said yesterday, and like I just mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, our negativity biases, right, uh, which is our... our our brain's way of keeping us from getting too happy, right? Because it's afraid we'll get hurt, right? Because the happy, good times in life are not threatening to us, right? And so our brain doesn't want to know about those. Our brain is, you know, purely interested in keeping us safe and alive, right? Because if the body dies, the brain dies with it. So so the brain says, like, I don't care about your happiness. I care about your safety. So therefore, I'm going to pay much more attention to, to negative experiences experiences and negative thoughts, then I am going to pay attention to positive experiences and positive thoughts because the negative ones are the ones that are dangerous, okay? Again, that goes back to what I was saying. I'm going to get into this more deeply uh, in a couple of days, but but your brain doesn't have the, the wide vocabulary of emotional uh, names. It only knows danger, safety. <laughs> That's it, <laughs> all right? Um, and so, so that's why, you know, the, the, you know, the negativity bias is why if you were to, you know, the the opposite were true, if you all of a sudden get a check in the mail that you weren't expecting, right? Or somehow, you know, you come across some money, you get a bonus at work, you do a sale that you didn't think you were going to do, you 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 have a, an investment that that made more than you thought it would, you know. You know, you just get this bonus, like this extra money that you didn't think you were going to get, right? Uh your your mind and and your brain and your body would go through a similar loop to what I described, uh, only in the positive instead of the negative. So, so you would start running through your, your, the things that you could splurge on with this newfound cash, right? Um, you know, you might think about, okay, I can upgrade, you know, my car, I can go shopping for clothes. I could get, you know, a new cell phone. I could do this, I could do that. And all these thoughts start running through your head about things that are positive. You can go on vacation. You can, you know, uh, you can, you know, buy something for someone you love. You can, you know, these, you know, Again, it's a loop that starts happening and you just start thinking these, wow, awesome, 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 awesome. But before long, and and we've all been through this, I know that every one of you listening to this has been through this on some level or other, that before long you will suddenly have a thought that will that will sort of like just throw itself in here to break this cycle like like you know, like you know, like you think about all this stuff that you can be spending this newfound money on, it's all great and it's all beautiful, but oh, but wait a minute, I have that old, you know, you know, I'm guilty for for spending the money because I really should save it for a rainy day, or or I should, um, you know, I I should be, uh, you know, not worrying about that stuff, I should really just, you know, be worried about, you know, my my job or my career, right, or if, if that doesn't stop you, then you go ahead and you buy something, and then what happens, you get, Buyer's remorse, right? And so that is your negativity bias coming in and saying, you know, you, you're feeling so good and everything's going great, but this is bad. <laughs> this is negative. We have to stop this, right? And that's your negativity bias coming through. So, um, <laughs> you know, so so and you know, and again, just like we talked about with Barbara Fredrickson, the the three to one ratio, right? The negative loop, uh, you know, faces far less resistance than the positive loop, and so so it goes on. On for far longer, right? Like, like you, you know, if if you examine these things in yourself, and again, this is what comes through awareness that we're trying to develop through through the emotional intelligence and mindfulness that I talk about with you. But uh, but if you notice, you know, you, you can probably go on for days in a negative loop, right? Like you can be thinking about this for 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 a long, long, long time, negative thought after negative thought after negative thought, but yet the positive ones don't ever seem to last more than a little while, right? Like maybe a few hours at tops, right? Or, or until you actually spend that money and then feel like, oh my gosh, what did I do, right? And, uh, and so that's, again, that's the negativity bias coming through that, that Barbara Fredrickson was talking about. Um, okay, so there are two things that I have given you already to use to break free from this emotional loop, okay? And those are awareness and non-judgment, Okay, so the more aware we become, right, that is paying attention in the present moment, on purpose, non-judgmentally, right, the more we do that, the more we can notice these thoughts and especially the feelings in our body as they're happening, okay? And if we can see them without judgment, we can see them clearly enough to break the cycle in real time, right? We can we can notice that that these, you know, the pit in my stomach is creating this thought and the thought is creating the pit in my stomach. We can see it happening in clarity if we're doing it with awareness, with non-judging awareness, okay? And, and then we can simply say, okay, I need to sit down and close my eyes for a couple of minutes and just take a few breaths and just focus my attention on something that is in the present moment. Because again, I'm going to remind you that most of the thoughts and most of the emotions that we feel, not only are they automatic on a 95% rate, but they are also almost always not about something that is right here, right now. Okay. The thoughts and the, the emotions are about things in the future. Or there are things in the past, okay? And, and so that's why the cure for that and the way to break that cycle, the best way to break that cycle is to simply become present. OK, become present with your thoughts. Feel the curiosity to, to say like, OK, you know, why is it that I'm feeling this pit in my stomach as I'm thinking about this thought? And 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 so and, and or, or better yet, you know, first take the, the step of, you know, as I talked to you about the other day, the SBNRR. Right. So stop, breathe notice, okay, notice the, 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 the cycle that's happening, right? Notice this loop, right? That your, your, you know, your feelings in your body are causing the, the, you know, the thoughts and the thoughts are causing the feeling. Notice that, right? Then reflect on it and say, and say, why is it that I'm thinking all these negative thoughts? Why is it that this, this thought creates this pit in my stomach? You know, you know, you know, really, really, you know, reflect on it and then make a response. And your response in that case wouldn't be as you're talking to somebody, but your response in this case would be to, to simply break the cycle to simply, okay, I need to sit down and I need to meditate for five minutes or, or I need to go for a bike ride. I need to, I need to put on some music. I need to dance for a few minutes. I need to do jumping jacks or push-ups, or, or I need to like, you know, hang out with my kids and, and just be present with them and not think about this stuff that's driving Driving me nuts, right? And there's a million ways to do it at that point, right? But but the key is is the awareness. And then the understanding, and then the ability to stop and and really break the cycle, right? After that, there's there's a tr- billions of ways that you can you can actually you know effectively uh, change the this you know the the you know the way your mind is going. You can do that with a hundred different things. You can watch TV. You can read. You can you know you can read a newspaper. You can have something to eat. You can you know go for a walk. Pet your dog. Pet your cat. You know, boom, 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 boom. boom. There's millions of things. You know, um, but meditation is of course the best one for me because it's always, it doesn't require anything, right? You don't have to have a dog or a cat. You don't have to be hungry. You don't have to, you know, have kids or anything like that. You can literally just sit and meditate for for even like two minutes and it's going to change the whole thing. All right. So, um, so now, now but but here 's the other thing I, I talk about the two things that that help this right so the awareness is the is the big one that's that 's absolutely the most important thing is because unless you 're aware of it, like i said ninety five you know many people you know let these things these thoughts and emotions and the feelings that come with them, they let them be absorbed in that 95% of automatic thoughts, right? And, and just, and just, it goes, right? You just don't even pay attention to it, right? So, so the awareness is the key, right? Without the awareness, you got nothing, okay? But the judgment or, or specifically the non-judgment is what makes it really clear, to be able to see this stuff. Okay. So, so like when you're, you know, the judgment is what, um, is what, uh, the judgment and criticism, I should say, is that we put on ourselves and our thoughts and our feelings are 90% of the reason why we can't see things clearly, okay? It's, it's that muddying of the mind. It's that, that you know, like, like frantic monkey mind that they talk about, which is just this endless chatter, just, you know, it's like my thoughts are running together and I can't even tell the difference between them, right? That is mostly, like 90% of the reason for that is the judgment and the criticism that you put on those thoughts and on those experiences. And if you can practice non-judgment, which I'm going to tell you how to do that in just another minute, um, if you can do that, these thoughts and these feelings and these emotions are going to become much more clear to you. And once they are clear to you, it's going to be so much easier to, to just like change it, to just Be like, hey, I just need to do this one thing and I'm all set. I can go have a great day now. You know, instead of being stuck in this reactive, you know, loop of, of, you know, thoughts and emotions and feelings and thoughts and emotions and feelings and thoughts and emotions and feelings that are just going to ruin my day. Right. Um, so, um. So, you know, by the way, you know, the the way that I've talked about the physical feelings, you know, sending signals to the brain, you know, well, well, the way that we breathe and our body language and smiling all have the same effect. And I'm going to do more on that on Friday. But before I get into that, uh, I'm sorry, I just wanted to go back to this idea of non-judging. So... um, you know, the, the way to get into the habit of non-judging, okay, just like the way to get into any of the habits that I've talked about here on any level, the way to do it is through practice, okay? And in fact, that's the only way to do it. Now, the easiest and most effective way to, to practice non-judgment, okay, is through meditation, Right. So now whether you're sitting in a formal meditation where you're, you know, focusing your your uh, your attention on your breath or you're in your informal meditations that i described to you where you're you know washing the dishes with presence or you're eating with presence right you're you're noticing your food you're noticing your body interacting with your food you're noticing the the sensory indicators of your food the sights the smells the the touch the the taste the the sounds you know you're 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 involved in what's going on here on your plate right like like that's the informal way but in either of these cases right? We are always, until we're very practiced, we are always going to find our mind wandering from these things, right? And here's where judgment comes in. There, There's two ways to handle that, right? Like when you find that your mind has wandered, there's a way to say, oh gosh, Art, why can't you be better at this? Or, or oh my gosh, why is this so hard for me? Or, or why can't I get this right? You know, judgment, criticism, judgment, Right? That's what that is. So so you just need to practice that every time and it's a beautiful thing because your mind is automatically going to do it. I guarantee you your mind's gonna do it. It's it's helpful that way. It's a beautiful thing that way, right? It's it's you can count on it every day to wander from what it is that you're trying to be present with, right, until you become very practiced. And so, so when your mind wanders, you have to just intentionally, I mean, have to, it's really beneficial to, to uh, developing a habit of non-judgment to, to then, you know, when your mind wanders, to, to, to recognize that it's wandered and practice non-judging. It's very simple, right? You just simply say, you know, huh, my mind's wandered again. Isn't that interesting? That's it. That's all you got to do. Isn't that interesting, right? Like I, I have this saying that I, I say that I'm too curious to be furious. Okay. And that's going to be another podcast right there. That, um, that when, you can, when you can you know look at things as a, as a curiosity, as something to learn from, as something that's benefiting you, then you're no longer judging it and you're no longer feeling like you need to change it or you need to adjust for it or you need to punish yourself for it or anything like that. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so that it's that simple to, to practice this. Okay. And, and the, and, but I, I guarantee you that if you do that, you know, if you practice the meditation and practice non-judging when your mind wanders, okay. Whether it's formal or informal meditation, I guarantee you. Do this for two weeks and you're all set. <laughs> you, you no longer have to practice it. I mean, once in a while, you're going to find yourself like, wow, I'm judging again. That's odd. But that's, again, like the awareness that you're going to develop through the same process is going to allow you to see the, the judgment <laughs> that, you're, that you're doing and therefore you're going to be able to change it. Um, you know, I, I know this sounds like, you know, almost too simple to be true, but I promise you it works. Okay. I promise you it does. All you have to do is commit to the actual practice and everything else will fall into place. And, and this is just the very beginning of it. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm letting you pull on the little tiny piece of yarn that's sticking out right now. If we keep pulling together, you're going to undo the entire sweater and you're just going to be amazed at how easy it was. <laughs> I promise you. Um, okay. So again, I apologize. My notes were a little, uh, out of order here. So so again, the the same way that I've talked about this the physical feelings sending signals to your brain and creating this loop, right? So the same thing happens with your breathing, your walking, your you're smiling, you know, so many other things that your body does. And we're gonna get into that in another episode um, you know, very, very soon. Uh actually on Friday, that's my that's my um my topic of conversation. But uh tomorrow I'm gonna tell you how uh engaging in a higher purpose plays into all this stuff and specifically how it plays into stress, which leads to burnout. Okay. So, so keep an eye out for that. I look forward to sharing with you tomorrow. Uh, so now again, as I promised earlier, uh, my contact information, if you ever want to drop me a line, just say, hi, tell me you're enjoying this. Tell me you're not enjoying this. Tell me what I should change. Tell me what I should do more or, or just simply say hi. Okay. Uh, the way to get, get to me is through, uh, either my website, which is artburnscoaching.com. That's A-R-T-B-U-R-N-S coaching.com or art at artburnscoaching.com is my email address. Um, you can also find me on the, uh, on the old Facebook, um, uh, I'm gonna rename my page to be the mindful manager because otherwise it's it's very confusing. Uh, right now it's called the power of an integrated life, which essentially is being a mindful manager, but it's a little bit long winded. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll be back tomorrow with some more stuff. But please feel free to find me and and hit me up. I would love to hear from you. Okay, so taking much too much, you know, taking way more than enough of your time today, and uh, and I appreciate you spending the time with me today, and uh, I thank you, and I want 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 you to know that I wish you well. Okay, folks, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.